Welcome to Brit David Podcast, as Pastor Tim shares a message with us today entitled, I Don't Love the World, from 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17. All February long, we have talked about what the Bible says about love. We know that He loves us, and we know that we are to love others. In fact, Jesus said that people would know that we belong to Him when they see our love for one another. All that, and yet the Bible says that there is something I am not to love. God says it explicitly. Do not love the world, nor the things in the world. We need to explore that. Here's Pastor Tim. Amen. You can be seated while you're finding 1 John chapter number 2. I'll tell Sean I like that song, that new one that, that makes me think of Psalm 23 in a, in a different way, in a unique way. In fact, I think, Sean, I really like that phrase about the, um, you prepare a table for me right in front of my enemies. <laughs> Sounds a little spiteful, but I still like it. So anyway, 1 John chapter number 2, we have been talking this month about love. Uh, that seems appropriate for February, and that's where we've been. We've talked about love for our church family. We've talked about love for our home family, if you will. We've talked about love for the Lord Himself. And we've understood through that that it's God who is love Himself. He fills us with love, showers that love over us, allows us then to be a funnel through which we can adequately love other people. I don't think that you can love somebody else without really understanding the love of God, at least not to be able to love them to the capacity that you can without Him. In fact, loving others really becomes the sign that we love God. Jesus said, by this all people will know that you are my disciples, that you belong to me if you have love for one another. And so it's appropriate that we talk about those things and that we act on those things. Yet when we come to 1 John and we, and we discover that love really is one of his themes in these very, this very short book, he uses that word love or some form of it 46 different times. So it's something that, that he's trying to get across to us that we are to love God and that we are to love one another. But then right in the midst of that, he tells us that there's something that we're not to love. So whereas I would say to you this month, I love my church family, I love my family, I love the Lord, right? I have to tell you this, I don't love the world. Don't love the world. And that's exactly what he says if you're there in 1 John chapter 2 and verse number 15. Do not love the world or the things in the world. So there's something that is, even in the midst of our loving one another, a love that is incompatible with the child of God. He says that if I am to love the world, the love of the Father is not in me. So I want to love the Lord the way that He loves me, and I want to love Him with all my heart, with all my soul, with all my mind, with all my strength. And so in order to do that, I really have to deny this other passion that comes my way. 
In fact, I want to say three things to you today about not loving the world. Number one is this. I don't love the characteristics of the world. I don't love the characteristics of this world. When the Bible uses the word world, it's the word cosmos. When he uses that word, he can mean, the Bible can mean one of three different things. It uses it in three different ways throughout your Bible, especially throughout your New Testament. Sometimes when the Bible uses the word world, it means the planet. He's talking about earth. In fact, Proverbs talks about God even creating the primal dust of the world, he says. Listen to this verse. Paul is explaining the unknown God to the group of men that are in Athens. And this is how he begins that. He says, God who made the world and everything in it. What's he talking about when he says he made the world? He's talking about he made the planet. He made the earth and he made its fullness. In fact, Paul writes to the Romans and he says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. So it's in this creation of the world, of the planet itself, that we get this use of this word cosmos or world. So when I come to John, 1 John chapter 2, is John trying to say, do not love the planet or the things in the planet? I don't, I don't think that's what he means. In fact, in other places, the Bible says that God has created all of these things for us to enjoy and to richly enjoy. So I don't think he's saying, don't love this planet. So what's another use of that word? Sometimes when he talks about the world, he's talking not about the planet, but about people. He's talking about the people of the world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. He's not saying because God so loved this planet that he gave his only begotten son, but what? That he loved the people of the world so much that he gave his only begotten son. In fact, in the Gospel of John, there's a verse that uses both of those definitions or both of those uses in the very same verse. If you want to jot it down, it's John chapter 1 and verse number 10. He's speaking about Christ and he says this, He was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. So he's saying this, the planet was made by him but the people did not know him or understand him. So we come here to 1 John. Is that what he's saying? <laughs> Do not love the people of the world or the things that are in them. Well, there's some things that are in them that I don't necessarily love. But he's not saying don't love the people, is he? Because he's just spent a whole lot of time telling us that we are to love the people of the world. The people who are like us, the people who are not like us. The people who agree with us, the people who don't agree with us, the people especially who are believers, we are to love them. So that's certainly not what he means. Well, there's a third use of that word. It's not planet. It's not people. It's the pattern. It's the program. It's the process that sometimes that word world is used for. In fact, when he, when he uses that, he's talking about the world system. He's talking about the order of things, the way things are done. 
That's the part that we're not supposed to love. Why? Why not, why not love the pattern of things, the way this world works? Because it's corrupt. And it has been corrupted. It has been stained by sin and it is utterly broken, ravaged by the nature of sin and is not how God had first created things. So let me just list for you a few of these characteristics that tell me this is not something that I'm supposed to love. I don't love the world, first of all, because the world has its own prince. The world has its own prince. Speaking of the end times, Jesus said, Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. Who's he talking about? He's talking about Satan. What does he call him? He calls him the ruler of this world. In another passage where he uses that same phrase, he refers to him as the prince of the power of the air. He's talking about Satan using his authority, his dominion that he now has over the ways that this world is used. We're not supposed to do that. In fact, the Bible says that before you became a believer, before you became a Christian, it says that we walked according to the ways of that world, that world that is ruled by the ruler of this world. He is the prince. He is the one that the rest of the world will follow. So I don't love the world because of these characteristics. I don't love it because the world has its own prince. Number two, the world has its own personality. The world has its own personality. We've seen this month that God himself is love. And then his people, in turn, we are to love one another and be characterized that way. But that's not how the world is characterized. It's not the world's personality is not love. Jesus said this, If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. Now let me stop there for just a moment. You say, Tim, he's not talking about the world system. He's talking about the people of the world. No, he's not. Listen to it. If the world hates you, you know that it hated me before it hated you. It's the whole system, the whole way that the world now revolves around itself. That's what he's talking about. And Jesus said this, if you were of the world, the world would love its own. Yet because you are not of the world, but I chose you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. The world's personality is not based on love. The world's personality is based on hate. And so what do we see in our world? We see divisiveness. We see a world that pits color against color. We see a world that pits gender against gender. We see a world that pits party against party. We see even a church world that will pit denomination against denomination. It's worldly thinking, isn't it? And that's where we're headed to next. Number three, the world has its own philosophy. The world has its own philosophy. Paul referred to it as the wisdom of this world. He said in his first letter to the Corinthians, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. It's talking about his way of thinking. 
the way of thinking that this world continues to drive. He says that kind of stuff is foolishness to God. In his second letter to the Corinthians, Paul referred to it as fleshly wisdom. That which comes naturally. So it's going to be a philosophy, it's going to be a thinking that's based on not just hatred for others, but so much self-love that it becomes hatred for anything that comes against me or tries to become an obstacle in my life. And I'm resistant to that and push off against that. It's the way that the world thinks. It has its own desires. It has its own ideas. It has its own set of values. And it uses that as a scheme to trap people. The world wants you to think the way that it thinks. The world wants you to believe the way that it believes. The world wants you to value what it values. And all of that is done as, an, as, as, a, as a chance, as a scheme to draw you away from God. Well, then that leads us then to number, what are we on, number four? The world has its own plan. Its own plan. And that plan is to draw you away from the Lord. It is calculated. It is coordinated. It is corrupt in this particular plan. Our culture, our individual societies that we're in, and every outlet from within them draws you away from the Lord. Why? Because it has a bent away from God. Its natural tendency is to leave the Lord and to lead in that direction. So what does the world want to do? It wants you to be molded and conformed into that same kind of behavior. And so it tries to bend you away from God. Paul's aware of this. As he writes to the Ephesians, or, or, or really he's, he's saying goodbye to the Ephesians, to those elders in that church. And he's once again warning them. Listen to what he says. Paul says, for I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. And also from among you, men will rise up, speaking perverse things, listen to this, to draw away the disciples after themselves. Therefore, watch and remember that I have warned you. The world's plan is to draw you away if they can. Okay? I think this is six. Anyway, it's the last one I got for you on this one. The world has its own people. The world has its own people. Jesus called them the sons of the world, or the sons of this world. He said, for the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light. In other words, there's a difference. There should be a difference between the sons of light and the sons of the world. For those who embrace the world's philosophy, for those who practice the world's plan, that should be different than those who belong to the Lord. 
If, they are, if the world is continually trying to conform you to itself, that you adopt its philosophy, that you yield to its prince, that you follow its plan, then there has to be a difference, doesn't there, between us and them? Paul said, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Uses that word metamorphosis. Be transformed in your very nature of who you are. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So for that reason, I can't love the world. John says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. There has to be a distinction. And we're probably going to circle back to this, but let me remind you of this. He doesn't say, if anybody doesn't love the Lord, then they'll love the world. That's not what he says. He says, if anyone loves the world... It's proof that the love of the Father is not in Him. If you understand what God has saved you from, if you understand at all His immense love for you, then the only proper response is to love Him in return with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And anything that He says, stay away from, then you want to stay away from. And whatever He says to embrace, that's what you embrace. In this case, he says, do not love the world. So I can't love the world. I don't love the world because of the characteristics of the world. But number two, I don't love the cravings of the world. I don't love the cravings of the world. Look, if you will, in verse number 16. Right after he says what he says about not loving the world, he says, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh... The lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. It's proof. The world attracts and enlists people to be sons of the world by appealing to their most base appetites, their most base desires. And there are three of these main charms, if you will, that he mentions for you right there in verse number 16. I would say them to you this way. Number one, the world tempts us with its passions. The world tempts us with its passions. The first one that he lists for us there in verse number 16 is the lust of the flesh. When we think of the word lust, we typically think automatically something that is sexual in nature. Maybe it may not be, though. The word is not limited to that. It simply means to want something, to long for something, to yearn after something that is not proper, to want something that is forbidden, to want that which God says stay away from. It's my heart's longing or craving towards those things. He says, that's the lust of the flesh. 
when he says flesh, he's not, I mean, sometimes he's talking about your skin and your bones and your muscle and all of that stuff. But here with flesh, he's talking about your carnal human nature. What is it that your carnality is drawn towards? That, that your body wants? He says, don't love the world. The world is going to continue to dangle those things in front of you. And it is the lust of your flesh that will draw you away from the Lord. This insatiable appeal. Now, if you want to know specifically what he's talking about, Paul gives you a list. In the book of Galatians, Paul lists for us what he calls the works of the flesh. What the lust of the flesh is trying to get you to do. Listen to what he says. Now the works of the flesh are evident. In other words, they're observable. You can see this. You can see it in your own life and you can see it in other people's lives. He says the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outburst of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries. You don't hear yours yet? Well, then he says this, and the like. Things are like, it's not an exhaustive list. He's giving you an example. These are things that our flesh is drawn towards. And the prince of the power of the air will dangle that in front of you like a carrot, hoping that you will go after it. Because the wagon will always lead you away from the Lord. So lust of the flesh... The world will tempt you with its passions. Pastor Tim thanks you for joining us here today on Britt David Podcast. And he invites you to join us tomorrow for the conclusion of his message, I Don't Love the World. Pastor Tim would love to connect and share with you about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and how you can know that you know that Jesus is your Savior and Lord. That address is church office at brittdavid.org. We are located at 2801 West Britt David Road, Columbus, Georgia, 31909. Thanks again for joining us here on Britt David Podcast.